Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. And I, uh, when you said you started rewatching old seasons of the challenge, I started doing the same. Paramount I, Plus. I saw, I, and you know, like they did, t- what, they started at 10, but then they skipped 14 and I got all pissed off. <laughs> Um, and I was trying to think of why they did, and I figured out why. I think. Wait, why? Why was it? That was that. That was when CT got kicked. That's off. the one when CT like almost killed Adam. I, I like, think it. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And I he think, got kicked off, right? I know, but they only don't have that episode, and then it starts at episode two. But I didn't start at ten. I started at twenty because ten. It's still like mm, they're not as. I'm gonna go back to that. I'm already at a. I, I'm at Dirty Thirty right now, so I'm ten seasons, twenty or thirty <laughs> I've watched. But once I reach the current season, then I'm gonna start at ten. But I wasn't as excited about the earlier seasons. Not gonna lie. Well, those are the ones that like I needed some memory jogging and then I started thinking about like how much I fucking hate Evie (laughs) oh Evelyn you mean yeah oh why do you call her Evie because that's what they call that's what they call on her season on her first season wait was she that Hawaii that person no no No, that's Ruthie oh right I love Ruthie don't say anything bad about Ruthie you don't like Ruthie me yeah yeah, she's no, I, I, she, oh. I like her. It's fine. She's like one of the only Asians. Oh, should we? Are yeah. we recording? Oh, well, real quick. When uh, <laughs> she debuted in Fresh Meat, I want Meat, to talk all about this. Mm-hmm. When she debuted in Fresh Meat, she was, uh, they called her Evie, even though her name is Evelyn. Interesting. I don't remember that. And I watched Fresh Meat recently. Oh, no, I watched Fresh Meat too. Anyway, okay. Because <laughs> I started it. I think you guys should just, I, Honestly, Shari, you should just leave this in at the beginning. <laughs> it's a soundbite. It's what everyone does. The no, soundbite so and many, then the intro. I have so it's many funny. thoughts. And you know, the oh God, I'm like, why do I like this so much? Because it's so toxic. The toxic, toxic masculinity, the way that the guys treat the girls. It just it bothers me so much. But I also love it so much. Man, I had other <laughs> thoughts because, I, yeah, I just I've been. It really pisses me off how they treat the girls. And and the girls fighting amongst the girls, you know what I mean? It's just the whole thing. It also seems so like done. Like that kind of shit, that kind of drama been done, been there, done. But they're the ones that started it, though. That's the thing. Differences, because there's now Challenge USA, which has Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race. And what is that? Love Island people. Oh, on one show? Yeah, but they're on the challenge, but it's called the Challenge USA and it's on like ABC or something. But the difference is these are not people that I have grown up with for 20 years. So I don't have the same connection with them. Mm. Well, the thing here is it's uh, this is all this is the real original. This is the Mm -hmm. real original reality, like, you know, the real Mm -hmm. world and the rules. It's like all of this stuff started in the 90s. You know, Survivor started in 2000. Early, to, yeah, 2000. And literally. that was such a different fucking time. It's only eight years. And, yeah. Like, but I it have was, this yeah. whole issue whenever I hear somebody say, um, oh, Survivor is the original reality television show. I was no. like, no, it's not. 
And also they call it, well, they started the challenge in 99. So technically they kind of started at the same time, but the challenge is also the first original like reality battle, battle it out in a yeah, series do, of challenges kind of thing. Right. Because you, if you're thinking of look at road rules, I mean, road rules started mm. in the mid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, but it is interesting because our generation of people were the first generation of like, you know how with child stars, it's like, wow, they all turn out fucked up. Now we're seeing what happens to the first reality stars and how they end up. Like we, just had, we just had Pam and Jed on and they're obviously very, a very healthy couple well adjusted, and lead yes. well-adjusted lives. But that's not so for a lot of people, especially in the beginning of the, the real world road rules run. Well, like the challenge is like that whole thing is it was all these kind of has been, you know, road rules and real world stars that like, that's how they made their money. They just mm -hmm. went on these things. The fame. Yeah. And they just kind of rode the coattails of they would that. go out to speak at bars or whatever, like the and, rest of the year and, and then come back and do challenges. Yeah. They would do these things every year. It's like, and then you just, I was like, after watching, you know, four of these old seasons, I'm like, Holy shit. That's all they did. That was their job. Every like just going for three weeks at a time, hopefully winning, you know, $50,000 or something like that. To... I'm not mad at that. I'm jealous. That sounds amazing. <laughs> fucking party balls. But there's also like obviously things that would not fly today. Like I just watched when Camila calls Leroy a black motherfucker and saying, you know, keeps bringing up that he's black and it was just so wrong and they let her stay on the show and she ends up winning this season and it's like that would never fly today there was another cast member d um who uh, in the start of 2020 or uh during the social uprising, uprising. Mm -hmm. in 2020 she posted on twitter like oh i've always known black lives matter since i lost my virginity or I've known that Black Lives Matter since I lost my virginity because she lost it to a black man. She was alluding to gross and MTV was having none of it and they she'll never be back. And she was on the current show at the time. They edited her out of every episode from that point on. Huh. And so so watching Camila in episode 30 say this and be allowed to continue and win versus D, who was on what season was that, Shar, in 2020, 35 or 37? It's, it's, not, it's, uh, it's not that much later, yeah. but she was just cut right out. They edited her out of every episode until she got eliminated. So uh, I'm glad to see that there's been some growth <laughs> in the challenge world, but it's still crazy to go back and see like, wow, that's not OK. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait for you to go back to 10. <laughs> Well, let's start the episode. No, <laughs> yes, this um, MTV challenge uh, episode was brought to you by La Colombia Coffee, oat milk double latte by Trader Joe's. Well, I'm going to say one more thing. MTV doesn't believe that there are Asian men in the real world because there oh, has true. there's never been really Asian men. I think. Mixed. Well, yes, yes. So. Mixed up. And there's barely been Asian women. There's Jamie Chung, who has gone on to have an amazing career. There's right. Ruthie, who I love. But who was an alcoholic? Who was an alcoholic? But you know, it was a good. It's still representation, good, but and it was still. a good story to tell about you right. know recovery and things like that. Wasn't and, there and Melissa? Melissa yeah. who's half half black, half Filipino, but no Asian men. It's crazy. Fuck you. Well, yeah, I have thoughts maybe, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm sure there are Asian men that. Well, maybe not, because I was thinking maybe their families are like, "You're going to do what?" 
Hell no. Yeah, but there were Mormons, you know, more children of Mormons. True. And, you're right. Are my neighbor's friend. <laughs> hello, fucking gay people that weren't completely out. Right. There are definitely people that Karamo. Remember Karamo, who, you know, he he talked about, you know, being a black man and being gay. And they're totally Wait, was Karamo. Karamo was in the, the real, real world. world. Yes. I mm. I think it was Philly. Char, you would I know better. So. Yeah. He's from the real world. He did a challenge I I, as well. I think I yeah, read I that, challenge. but then I, I was like, I don't, I don't. Maybe that's when I stopped watching. Yeah, we're talking about Karamo from Queer Eye. Queer, Queer Eye for, or Queer Eye. Just Queer Eye now. Or Queer Eye, yeah. Yeah, so fuck you, MTV. Not one, really. Right. Thank you. Hmm. Not even a Pacific Islander? I think Yes is mixed, and I love Yes, but. Oh, yeah, he's related to someone I know. Yes, Duffy? He's local. Uh, he just won All Stars season one. one. Oh, Let's get him on. Yeah, he's in Berkeley. He's an architect. He's an activist architect. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that you I didn't know. Uh, he just won All Stars season one. Oh. <laughs> There's actually a lot of local folks from that world that are like, oh, Coral. Coral's like a doula here in the city. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Coral. Yeah. That's so funny. Wow. I just imagine her being the biggest bitch. Like, get that baby out. <laughs> I, just, I can't imagine her like all like calm and chi. You know, what good season her. was she in? That sounds familiar. She was in Back to New York. She was mm-hmm. one the one with the Miz with Mike the Miz. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but she will be. She's like. She's like challenge, like legend, like iconic legend status as the challenge. She is as OG, like when you think of OG women on the challenge, it's Coral for sure. Coral, Veronica. I, yeah. I know. Okay, hold on. I got it. Coral? Yeah. Coral Smith is her last name. Oh, yeah. I Super remember bitchy, her. right? Can you yes. imagine her as a dude? <laughs> no. That doesn't hurt. Why are you <laughs> Well, I didn't know this. I don't remember that she was originally like in her um, in her New York season. She was she left San Francisco to go to real world New York and she was a nanny in San Francisco. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. So imagine watching your your nanny on TV and it's Coral because she had a, a rough personality like she she fought with. Well, I'm remembering her mostly from the challenge, but she got in a lot of fights. I'm not saying that they were all her fault, but she definitely was not afraid to stand up for herself. I'm not mad. Yeah, I remember that. She's part well, of, I think she's part of my two favorite seasons of the of the challenge. Yeah, I would watch the older ones just for her, honestly. Yeah. I mean, right, I can we loved talk, her. But, can we talk okay. about the bear now, please? Yeah. Okay. Cut Let's talk out, about Char. the bear. No. Like- oh, I think that's fun. People love that shit. Can we welcome everybody to the show? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Oh. Welcome. Are we? Oh, is this an episode? I just thought yeah. we were chilling. No, no. But but hey, everybody. Welcome to Bitch Talk. We're uh, well, it's more Shar and Ange that are talking about. I don't know what these shows are. The challenge and challenge MTV's USA. The challenge. MTV's the challenge. <laughs> How many seasons have there been now? Thirty eight. They're filming thirty eight <laughs> right now. Yeah started in 99 but we were we were coming back on we just recorded a, a fun interview with Brittany Luce from the podcast for colored nerds 
And we figured out that we had enough gas in the tank to come back and do a basic. We, I mean, I thought we were going to start talking about the bear, but these two just love talking and catching up about. Well, we've been talking a lot about TV lately off <laughs> yes, the air. True. Been, like we, we had this whole thing. We had like this whole text conversation going on about the Emmys and some Emmy snubs mm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then we were obsessed with the bear. Then we started talking about a show obsessed uh, that you brought up. Uh, better things. Be- better better things. things. And then so I started. Good. Then I started going into the weeds about you know old eighties <laughs> movies that I know. Of. <laughs> I mean, you know, we my library. Learning more. We keep learning more about Char as the years go on. You basically can quote all the sequels to movies that people never watched. Like people <laughs> love the original, hated, never watched the sequels, and you can quote the sequels to Dude, all the horrible films. Grease 2 is classic <laughs> American you stand by that? television. It's okay. beautiful. Okay. The beautiful. They, beautiful. When they, when they, classic when they, America when, cinema. <laughs> when they when they sing and dance at the bowling alley. I have never seen Grease 2. No, why would you? Just keep watching <laughs> Grease 1. There's no need for Grease 2. Watch Grease 1 again and that's Grease 2. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian Zamed, come on! True, M- Michelle Pfeiffer's first movie. Come on! Okay, that's exciting. <laughs> sure, Adrian Zamed. I don't. I think people listening are like, yeah, I people. I, I don't know. I don't know. Didn't you watch T.J. Hooker? Come on! <laughs> exactly. Vaguely remember that. Oh God. <laughs> we need a spinoff podcast. Not that we have time, but seriously, Max- Maxwell Caulfield. Well, we could talk about severance too, but that's another thing. <gasps> oh, I mean, so fucking amazing. So John, good. what's his name? Uh, meet the fuckers. Meet ben the fuckers. Stiller. Ben Stiller directing. John. I know. I oh, wrote yeah. John, Ben, whatever. He's, he's incredible. He's a great yeah. director. I mean, I think I like his directing better than his acting. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? Because of severance, I watched, um, fuck, here we go. Here comes the fucking hold on hold on everybody eventually I, we'll get to the bear because yes. <laughs> yeah eventually oh uh i i because of severance and because ben stiller is the director and i think he's a producer or something too um i had jeff watch uh the secret life of walter mitty which came out mm. in 2013 which i really loved mm. and it got panned but ben stiller was really trying to make he directed the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And I want to say maybe it's one of his first bigger films. I might be wrong. But um, I really love that movie when it came out. It was kind of like magical. Feel good. Fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Um, and a little bit sci-fi in a way. And so I had Jeff watch it and uh, he liked it too. He's like, how come I never saw this? I'm like, it just didn't do well. But Ben Stiller was trying to make a run for like an Academy Award nom, which didn't happen, um, or the at least the the um, the studio was. But I don't know. I think he's talented. He needs to be nominated for directing for Severance. Was he? I'm, he might have been. I'm just gonna put that up there. I don't know. Well, Severance. I mean, Adam Scott. My favorite. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, I think of you and your Thank underwear you. every time. He- oh well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't really. Or but- lack of. Ugh kidding i wear underwear what am i a monster um <laughs> gross 
You got to con- contain the bush somehow. Do people? Yeah. Full hashtag full bush. Does anyone like not? Are there people that still don't wear underwear? You think? Is that a thing? I sometimes think about this because <laughs> their pants must be so gross. I don't know. Are yes. they dry as the Sahara? Because <laughs> the only time I would wear no pants is if I didn't have any. Happen. Yeah. And I'm proud <laughs> that it's, you know, wet. It should be. Oh, like normally normal wet not like but that's the thing imagine their pants at the end of the day <laughs> like god no, i don't want to yeah thanks you mean birdcage dirty birdcage <laughs> yeah bird shit. or even like pants with zippers and if you're full bush, i always you know? think about that if you yeah. got your bush stuck in a zipper oh my god <laughs> oh my god speaking i'm sure that hasn't happened to me speaking of ben stiller that's the truth about mary oh the ball he got, oh. he got the beans over the Frank. <laughs> beans and Frank. How'd you get the beans over the Frank? <laughs> beans, beans and <laughs> Full circle, Ben Stiller. Anyway. Inappropriate. Uh, anyway, Speaking of bear. hair, the bear. <laughs> there. How'd you like yeah. that? Hair, hair down there. Hair of bear. the bear. Hair of the bear. Oh, I could use. How do you like those tie-ins? Yeah. How do you guys? <laughs> This is why we're getting paid the big bucks. That's y'all. professional. Um, yeah, experience. Super pro. Who wants to start talking about the bear? The bear. Nobody. Well, <laughs> uh, sorry. You know, I, I mean, like, what is there? Well, well also, you- we should say here, if you haven't seen it, we're probably going to talk about spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, pause, watch the show and come back. OK. Yeah, we won't give away like full on, but we have uh, to talk. OK. I mean, it's, we've all seen it. Some of us twice. Yes, yeah. I've watched. I it's uh, yeah. I I have so many shows I want to catch up on, but after watching one full run, there's only eight episodes. Oh I my. have to rewatch everything all over again, and it was just as satisfying, if not more, the second time around. But for those that don't know, Jeremy Allen White, yes, stars a good old lip from Shame. Good old lip. I've had He's back and, in Chicago, and yes. he has lack of lips, which is the irony of his name. <laughs> lip. But he's still a beautiful man and a great actor. And yeah, he stars as a, a, a chef, one of the top chefs in New York that is now running a restaurant after the death of his brother, their family restaurant, the Chicago, uh, the beef of Chicagoland. Oh, one of those sandwiches. I want one so bad. One of those fucking sandwiches. Uh, every time. Yeah. Every um, time. But I guess my initial reaction was just a big appreciation of their interpretation of life in the kitchen. I have never worked in the kitchen, but I've worked in a bunch of or a few restaurants and they really get the tension and the the anxiety just really hit it, hit hit the nail on the head. I was I would always be scared to go into the kitchen because I never knew what kind of situation I was walking into, especially if I had a complaint that I had to tell the chef about that his people forgot about or God forbid, if I forgot to put, you know, an alteration on a meal and I had to tell them that it was my bad. But it was always just this really scary moment of coming in and not knowing what you were going to enter. And um, just for that alone, I really appreciated the show. And there were there were three things specifically that I was like, fuck, that's so true. There was um, his his desk and his office, if you notice, Uh. has a bottle of Fernet next to a bottle of Tums. Like that's such a fucking chef thing to do. Like Fernet is the mm. kitchen drink of mm-hmm. choice for some reason. And little things like that, like he drinks out of those um, 
plastic yes um, the containers yes and like i you know i'd be working behind the bar and the chefs would come in and fill it up with fucking soda like multiple times an evening and i'd be so grossed out like how many of those do you drink a day i'd talk to that like talk shit like that's disgusting but you use those plastic quarts for everything for leftovers for the because you're not allowed to have glass in the kitchen and um and um, I'll end their hatred of brunch. That was just another thing that I get Hilarious. to because I always work brunch and it was always the worst fucking crowd and an annoying meal because it's a di- or a menu because it's a different menu from every other day of the week. And uh, yeah, just all those little touches meant so much to me and definitely brought back some PTSD. Yeah, I, I was reading, I think it was uh, whatever I'm following Bon Appetit on Instagram. They they wrote a I think it was them. They wrote a a piece talking about how a lot of people in the food industry, they can't watch it. It's too much PTSD. My sister's friends that own a restaurant and one of them is a chef. He's like, nope, I don't want to watch this. (laughs) I'm good. Like been through that. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. So I can get that. Yeah. Didn't you send us a like a, a meme or something like that where it was like or some tweet or something where somebody was just like, um, yeah, like I used to work in the kitchen or, you know, and uh, yeah, PTSD from a, t- uh, from a kitchen is, is real shit or something like that. Yeah, like can't watch this. But I was like, it's so good, though. It's so good. The characters, everything. I mean, I guess maybe because it's I, I think we mentioned this when you mentioned the bear the first time on the show uh, as your as your. Uh, Moment of pleasure. Moment of yeah, <laughs> as your moment of pleasure. I was gonna say as your guilty pleasure, as your moment of pleasure. Um, but uh, you know, like I'm, I'm just fascinated, and we all. It seems like we all are. Is like just fascinated by these films and TV shows and stuff that like really show what you know real restaurant life is like, and you know the art, you know culinary arts, or <laughs> like what that what that culture is really like but i guess the people that like really dive in and live it and are in it are like no thanks Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i was i also wonder what anthony bourdain would think of the show and Mm -hmm. um he would have been a cool guest star to have on at some point speaking of which one of our uh recent guests joel McHale, makes an appearance yes and uh one of my favorite 80s stars who i had a run in while working at a restaurant, Molly Ringwald. So uh, shout out to whoever was casting this damn show because it's perfect. Well, I'm hoping season two, maybe there's a little more Mikhail. We should just have him on and ask, are you going to be on again? You play mm-hmm. a really good dick. Yeah, stretch, I guess. Right. Yeah. The music, yeah. all the music. I oh, the all soundtrack. the choices are so different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's what Jeff was saying, too. It's like all the music is just really it's good and it's different. And it, I don't know. Yeah. There's so many good parts of this. Of this I mean, I have to say, I love the woman who plays Tina mm. and she calls him Jeff instead of mm-hmm. Chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she has to speak English mm-hmm. that I love her. I mean, I love the whole cast. I love the guy who's the patisserie, mm-hmm. Marcus. But of course, the chick that plays Sid, and I'm going to really fuck up her name, Ayo Edabiri. She's fantastic. I mean, if anyone next year when the Emmys forget about the show, I hope they don't. I feel like she deserves she deserves a little nod. She's 
so good in this show. Of course, I like Ebon, cousin. Mm-hmm. Who's not going to like cousin? Uh, I kind of love him in love with him also. God, someone else just told me that today. I just love that he really tries. You know, he just doesn't know. He was r- raised and lived a certain way. And it really tries and he has a big heart. That's not his problem. It's just, you know, so if I news. if I well, you know, he tries, <laughs> though, if I watch it a sec. Oh, also, I love. Jeremy Allen White's sister's husband. Oh, <laughs> oh. <Pete. laughs> Hilarious. He dresses like a fucking tech bro in San Francisco with his like Patagonia vest. fleece vest yes. or whatever. And yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I see them at, the, at my fucking dive bars now. Those fuckers. Yeah. Well, you know, but so if I watch this, uh, if I watch it through again, will I pick up on anything new? Did you guys or was it just the same? excitement or you know is it just different watching it because there's a lot of the things happen so fast especially in the kitchen scenes i definitely picked up on a lot more nuances and just those little things like you know the the fernet and the drinking out of the the plastic court i didn't necessarily pay as close attention the first time around so i was just able to pick up on more of those nuances and um and just single out people because you're watching the main people the first time around, but there's so much happening and, and background acting happening and you get to pick up on that the second time around. Yeah. And you know who the, uh, the, the real chef in that cast is, Oh, is, is the, uh, is Ibrahim? The, uh, the mechanic guy. Fack. Uh, he's, oh, he actually hilarious. was on the, he came on the show to be a consultant cause he's actually a chef in real life. And they casted him as the maintenance guy. <laughs> That's so funny. He looks like a chef in one of the kitchens I worked on. Well, our, <laughs> our neighbor, he named him right away. He's like, oh, it's really good to see Maddie Matheson on that show. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. But I guess he has like a huge, is it TikTok? He's on TikTok or something. Mm. Huge following and like has been like a chef host, whatever on things. I've never seen him. You know, I watch a lot of that shit. Um, but he's really good. Mm-hmm. Supernatural. He's really funny. Yeah. Yes. He's got a good comedic timing. Yeah. Another thing I forgot to mention was um when Lip, oh God, I always forget his Carmi, the the lead character, Carmi, when he goes home and eats the PB and J on white bread. I'm like, yes, they don't like the chefs I know just don't eat well. They eat like shit when they go home. Like well, they, they don't want to go home and cook a five course meal. Yeah. That was that was a nice touch too. Yeah. Well, that's what they're they're saying. The the big sleeper hit of of the year is the bear. God, it's so good. And we told my sister and her husband to watch it. We texted them. And the next time we saw them, they're like, we love that show. We watched all of the episodes already. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking good. I I burned through it in the morning. It was like a Sunday morning. (laughs) Wow. I mean, you could because they're only 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about every episode is like a different length. It's crazy. And then when you get mm. to episode seven, I was like, why the the best one so short? And I found out why, because it's all one shot. One fucking shot. Except for the opening montage of Chicago, but it's just all one shot. It's insane. It's so beautiful. That episode needs to win. Seven is when everything blows up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh God. That, that episode. Sydney really 
Sydney really brings it in that episode. Yes, she does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great show. We love it. Watch it if you can. Uh, do you think it's going to be like two years until the next one comes back? Oh, God. <laughs> it just came out, didn't it? Yeah, it just, just came out. Just came okay. out June 23rd. Oh, wow. Was oh, the first yeah. episode. <laughs> oh, I love Lip. We're going to have him. Let's manifest. I mean, anyone from that show I would love to talk to, but I've loved Lip since Shameless. And That's like, true. I don't even know how I would talk to him. I'd have to look down. I love Lip. It's like, I love Lamp from Anchorman. No. On the topic of who we want to have on the show, uh, Bitch Talk had an interesting experience recently. Uh, I don't know if it's up recently, but it's just like third time's a charm. That's what I said to Shar. Okay. It's happened before, but we're going to put it on blast right now. Are we? Ooh, mama. Yeah. So, you know, I, we talk a lot about gatekeepers, uh, everywhere. Um, but specifically in entertainment, there's a lot of gatekeepers at the top or even in the, even in the middle that are white and maybe don't necessarily understand who we are and what we do. And it's unfortunate because then if we don't have those gatekeepers um, fending for us or uh, having our back, then we somehow get skipped <laughs> on major Asian films that are coming out to the Centered masses. in the Bay. Also centered in the Bay. Yes. More recently. Uh, no. Well, Crazy Rich Asians wasn't centered in the Bay. Yeah, but the but the directors from the Bay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so it was Crazy so, Rich Asians. What was the second one? Always be my maybe. I'll always be my maybe, which definitely was centered in the fucking Bay with Ali Wong. Duh. And then lucky number three is Easter Sunday with Joe Coy, <laughs> um, which is based in Daly City. So it's just a. It, it's fun to be us when these things happen. Uh, it's fun to be me because I get upset because <laughs> it's not like we're new to this game. Uh, you know, nine years, multiple film festivals. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Margaret Cho's been on the show. Uh, Lulu Wong, Ruby Ibarra, you know, major Asian folks. Uh, that have mar made a name for themselves. Uh, Lisa Ling. Oops. Can't forget Lisa, Helen Cho. We have all these people on the show. They love it. And they even come back. Um, and then you get slided <laughs> for one reason or another uh, and are told that the studios only want big media, big gets, which means like for San Francisco, that means the Chronicle. It's like the same old, same old Chronicle, uh, East Bay Times uh maybe the examiner uh and then uh then tv and radio which means that we then we don't get pitched at all we don't even get considered doesn't matter and a lot of the i'll say a lot of the people that are doing the interviewing are white men yes on top of that to add insult to injury go on and and or people that don't even really don't care don't care and aren't entrenched and what, like, we're entrenched. <laughs> we're entrenched in film. We're entrenched with POC. We're entrenched with AAPI communities here. Like, we're, we have been doing the work. We are doing the work. 
we have these people on repeatedly, not even just our Asian friends, but, you know, we can name who we've had on the show who are making an impact in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, we, we don't get pitched and we're not considered. So it's a challenge. I, um, I thought 2020 was really going to help us. And I'm guessing every, I'm not the only person that thought that like major uprisings and people actually giving a shit and studios specifically being like, oh, now we're going to listen to black people and Asian putting people. out statements. Yeah. Putting out all the statements, all of the statements. And I was like, cool, we're going to get like a foothold now. I mean, not that we weren't. We're not at the bottom of the pile of journalists, media, whatever. Like we've we've made a, a stake in the game, um, but it's a slight. And I do want to preface that this has nothing to do with the film Easter Sunday or Joe no. because I'm still no. very excited to see it. I'm going to see it in the theater and support it. And I'm so happy that a major film about a Filipino family is going to be out in theaters and we've loved Joe Coy forever. So it has nothing to do with the film and, and, and Joe Coy and everybody that has worked on it. It has to do with the system that puts it out in, in a way that, um, people with voices that have real ties with what the film is about still get, like Aaron said, slighted. And, and that's the opposite of the direction that everybody said they wanted to go. So it's like, they are only accepting big outlets, but how do we become bigger if you don't let us in the door? Correct. So it's just, it's, it's hypocritical and it's unfortunate and it's exhausting. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, go see Easter Sunday on <laughs> August 5th. Uh, I am still really happy for him and excited about the movie, but that just it stings, definitely stings. And these are people, you know, we've worked with a lot of people that are around. So anyway, moving on. And there will hopefully be more to come in this, you know, films like this that we can cover on a bigger stage. But yeah. And I will say we did get to, Ange didn't because she, she's not here, but we did get to, you know, <clears throat> interview the cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, and knowing that that film's going to do really well, I think, during award season. And just invite us to all the Asian films. <laughs> That's all. Just invite us. Invite us to do interviews. I, you know, half the time, more than half the time we do interviews, people like our interviews, then they start following us on socials and then we interact and they want to be on the show again. I don't know. It's kind of a thing. Don't you want to keep, don't you want to keep your talent happy? And add a little fucking flavor to their khaki ass day of press. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we're here. We're we're here to break up that cackiness and uh, it's crazy in the Bay area that we're even having to have this conversation right now. So chin, chin to that chin, chin on a different note. I did want to, I did want (laughs) to, Oh, you need Yes, that's right. You need advice. Yeah. I did have an experience last week. So um, one of my sisters uh, recovered from uterine cancer a few years ago. Mm. Uh, but the type of cancer that she had uh, is there's a genetic gene, meaning everybody, all of my sisters, all of my nephews, we all have a 50% chance of having this gene. Doesn't mean that we have a 50% chance of having cancer, but we have a 50% chance of having the gene that causes it. So um, she's been asking us to get genetic testing for the longest time. And finally I was like, okay, you know what? I should just 
do it. So I got my genetic testing last week. And it was really funny because uh, they go through the whole history, everyone in your family that's had cancer, survived, not whatever. And then um, she was talking about what we do if my test comes back positive for this gene. And she was like, so, you know, if you still want to have a family, you know, she was going down that line of family. and And I stopped her and I was like, look, I don't even need to know plan A, plan B. I want a hysterectomy. How do I go about getting one? Whether I'm positive or not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, take it all, take take it it all, all out. out. Goodbye. Farewell. I won't miss you <laughs> because I already, I mean, TMI, but I already have fibroids, which are little growths that could be benign and could be not. You just need to monitor them every six months. I already have things growing in there that could potentially one day mm-hmm. you know, be something. So why not get rid of the house, you know, altogether? <laughs> But the problem is sometimes when you get a hysterectomy, they ask if you want to get rid of everything, like ovaries, everything, which means that I would be basically going through menopause. Menopause. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I wanted to know what what your advice was on that. (laughs) What do you think? Because, I mean, this kind of goes back to, wow, we didn't plan this. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, I want to I want to keep it fresh down there because once my situation changes, I want to be able right. to go, you know, have want to go slut time, it up, slut yeah. it up, you know, slip and slide, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of changes the whole game for me. Yeah. You can um, if you don't. Have well, answer, I don't know I if like, I want to hear fuck. marinate and slip and slide <laughs> in the same conversation. Um, <laughs> but the show Better Things, by the way. I think it's now season three. She, they start getting into talking about menopause and stuff. Oh, okay. Harry menopause and what that means and, you know, what happens to your body. Well, as you're going to, you're going to, if you have it all taken out. I know well, I have, get- I have sisters that are going through it. Like I, I understand not fully <laughs> that. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's not like they just take the them out and you're is. like, hey, everybody, Woo-hoo! let's go. <laughs> o- open house. Hey, open over house. There. Hey, over there. Come here. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm Hello, I'm my sweating. darling. Hello, my sweetheart. Yeah, you have your little cane. <laughs> <Top hat. laughs> open for biz. <laughs> you're going to kind of probably be more like, ah, eh, get the fuck away from yeah, me. And, sweating and my ass off right now. Sweaty and just real angry, you know. And I mean, is this too much to ask? Like, can you still, you know. No, I'm going to be the Sahara Desert. That's what I'm worried about. And right now, sorry, but, you know, things are fine. <laughs> They're ready to go. I like that Char has just been staring at us for like 20 <laughs> minutes. Got nothing, Char? Well, Sahara Desert. Well. As women of this age, I think our listeners should know these are the thoughts you need to start having. Aren't you need to have them? <laughs> I, we need to. I, oh, those are the thoughts I should be having. Whether, I should make, whether or not we should make, we should make it the Sahara Desert now. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. I mean, I you know, I want to have some fun. I feel like I'm still in my prime in that sense. <laughs> not my knees, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I think that we should think on it. I don't know. Don't you want to have a good run before that happens? <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, maybe not, I could just go, you know, for like a little one month run before the hysterectomy. Call it a day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know it's more no. serious than this. It is more serious than this. But yeah, well, I just I mean, the plot thickened. 
so you don't know. Wait, wait, wait. So you don't know if you actually have this gene or not. No, no, but I was telling her whether I'm positive or negative, I want it out because what do I need it for? And then she brought up like, well, all the know, things, other things to think about. It's not right. right. And well, that's the thing is, what if you don't have the gene? If you don't have the gene, then why do you have to put yourself through all of that? And you could just live life in a natural slip and course. slide <laughs> slip and slide in the in, in the course in, in nature's natural course well because then i you know i still have the fibroids that eventually right. probably have to get out and it's basically the same procedure to get a hysterectomy versus your fibroids taken out and i wouldn't have to have like my iud anymore you know oh. all these things that would be amazing but yeah i didn't think about the whole picture no to our dear bitch talk family. Yeah, why not you guys, especially Angela, Angela's to be pecked. Let us know what you think. Because I think she, I think Angela's in the same uh, age atmosphere. Maybe she's within 10 years younger, but I think we're all in the same boat. Menopause at 41, yay or nay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. I know, I know. It's It's, yeah. Or you just get you go you get through it and you're done before us and you just laugh at us and you're like haha suckers, and then we get it in ten more whatever that is ten to fifteen more years, I don't know. It's just the the, the sex drive is a major factor though, and the yeah. ability. Well, yeah, because you're married. I'm not married. I'm trying to have some fun. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Well, we don't have to go there. <laughs> What I still have, I, I like I said, I still feel yeah. like you know, I'm in my prime years of like you know, wanting you know, still wanting to have. Sex. I like there's a lot of you know, you know, you just you just said that married Aaron is not having any fun, yeah. I no, mean, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'm just saying, I, I still want to have a certain kind of fun that you're not having. Because it's different, kind of. You're a different. Oh, kind of, wow. you're, no, you're making it worse. I know. Stop okay. the Eeyore. You're, who's Eeyore yeah, today? Yeah, who's the Eeyore here? Regal Seagull. I didn't mean that. I meant. It I know mean. what you mean. Thanks. Just slutting it up out there and not giving a shit. Uh, safely, obviously. With obviously. Safety. Also, I just want to say uh, someone I know just had an IUD experience, which was terrible. And mm -hmm. I thought about you that second time mm -hmm. you've had it in and it was a nightmare for her. She was in tears. It was a whole thing. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I just saw an ad for that soft ring thing. I don't know what it is. Oh, I tried that and it was not so good. useless after. Sorry, you're making me after sex. It would fall out and it would be on his dick like a fucking ring toss I was like well that didn't work guess i'm gonna have plan b tomorrow oh my god i almost beat myself yeah oh my god i tried it before the annapurna because i wanted to have some kind of you know that's right we had a birth control thing. we kept talking about birth control so i was like i'm gonna try the ring it, it came out like maybe oh you're not Ew, while we were on the trek no before oh. i tried it before we left maybe it's improved since then though that's like 2013 2013 yeah. 25 years it was like 50 <laughs> years ago <laughs> and basically oh okay well the ring and uh what ring no no what do you have in i forget what's it called? thank you i was 
I was going to write UV, UVI. <laughs> my ring needed, uh, my ring needed sunscreen because it liked to see the light of day. Yeah, in multiple times too. I'd be like, oh, there it is again. I'm never doing this again. Ew. Yeah, so what good? Okay, never mind. Maybe but I used it wrong. I don't know. I think that you used it wrong. Maybe it wasn't far up enough. I'm sorry to our bitch talk family if you had the the, the scary visuals that I had in the last five minutes of this conversation. It's real. It's real talk. Well, oh, can we just really quickly, can we mourn, speaking of Joe Coy, mourn the breakup of Joe Coy and Chelsea Handler, who was giving us life? Sounds like there were some challenges, which I'm sure, of course, there were, but dang. Yeah, Ali Wong and her husband. I know. know Was detrimental to my psyche. And then this, Mm. yeah. But what about Ben and JLo? I was just about to say. Who actually, I'm disappointed she changed her name. I'm like, fuck off. I'm kind of right now. Oh, yeah. What is she, JF now? J-O-S? It's Jennifer Louise or something. Jennifer Lynn. Lynn Affleck. I was like, ew. Ew. What are you, some white girl who drinks Starbucks? Like, ew. Ew, gross. I'm going to call her J-Lek now because that's gross. J-Lek. Oh, my God. That's how I feel about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I used to get excited about that. But could you imagine if you eloped and you were in line to get married with them? Because I don't know if you read all the trades and all that, where she basically said that, you know, like they went to they went to Vegas at, you know, like 1130 at night or, you know, late night. Oh, what, hopped, hopped a plane? Hopped, hopped on a plane and, and flew to, to flew to Vegas with the kids and uh they stood in line to get their i don't know if it was to get their marriage license or to get married or whatever it was but it was they were in line with three other couples and they like and she's like <laughs> talking about all the like the, the and she's and you know like i don't know how they could get away with it i'm like how could you do like how could you elope like that because they told their publicists not to tell the media that's how <laughs> until so, after so all the leaks are on purpose other total other than that are you kidding me yeah yeah you can't so, tell me but Anyways. uh but yeah no but there was like oh there was a couple that like x y and z but it's like but the the thing that i was thinking about is like oh i'm getting married you're like i'm eloping too tonight you know getting married and then in walks Benefer 2.0 and they're like oh yeah we're gonna get married too what are you guys here <laughs> like it's so freaking random and bizarre and crazy but i don't know here we are know. living that Benefer 2.0 life living they're, la vida loca oh no that's around. not her song no that's ew no <laughs> ricky martin yes <laughs> they're walking Something- around paris hand in hand i know and he's taking photos i mean it still shows up in my feed so what can i do moment of pleasure anybody mm. oh. <laughs> that's, i'll go first that's a toughie i'll go first and i'll draw it out a little bit uh i'm not that weird like plant baby mama person all the which happened during like 
uh, the pandemic where everyone was getting plants and stuff. But um, I do love plants and uh, that's, and I love flowers. And that's the reason why I'm still working for my friend's flower shop. I love fresh flowers every week. I love seeing them. I love being around them. It's just really healing. And so Jeff and I are talking and I'm like, I want a new plant for the house. We have some space. So we went to a place in the city. I don't know if you've ever been, Ange, called Flowercraft. Mm-hmm. It's on Bay Shore. It's been there forever. You can see it off the freeway. It's across from Floorcraft and there's Lowe's down there off on Bay Shore. Is it outdoor? Yes. I mostly. think I have been there. Yeah. Um, so uh, someone else too at the bar that I work at was talking about like their plants are very reasonably priced. You're not going to be paying blah, blah, blah. And again, they've been there forever. So we went there yesterday and I just got to like walk around plants and greenery and look at shit. And I bought a new baby plant. Uh, so that's my moment of pleasure. It was nice. Nice. Oh, I need to water the plants. Thank you for reminding You're me. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. When's the last time I water the Thank you, Limber. You're welcome. I'm going to water them right when we're done. Sorry. Okay. Go on. Um, moment of pleasure. Um, I guess birthdays. This was a kind of busy weekend for like birthdays and my friends and family. Uh, my grandma turned 93. Wow. On Saturday. Um, and so we had a little bit of a, um, just a small kind of family, uh, lunch. She got to hang out with her sister and Mm. her old church friend who she hadn't seen in years and, and, and stuff. So that was, that was nice. And then, um, it was also my cousin's birthday. Uh, and, um, so I got to hang out with her for a little bit uh yesterday and then i also got to see my best friend amy who i've been friends with since i was 19 years old and now she's you know living living the high life with three little kids and um uh yeah and her oldest daughter just turned four or is turning four this week so she had a uh, like a little house get together yesterday and you know, obviously with three kids, we don't get to see each other as often. <laughs> and Wait, I'm sorry, Shar, her eldest is turning four. So she has three kids, four and under. Yeah, she's uh, oh. she's a, she's uh, at couple, our age. Oh, yeah, she's a couple years longer than me. She just had a, a she just had her third kid uh, six weeks ago. Wow. OK, carry on. Oof. Yeah. And yeah, she's got a whole, she's got a whole, like, she actually, she's one of the, she's the opposite of us in terms of wanting family. Like she was married, uh, she's married, you know, a dozen years ago. And, um, the, uh, her husband at the time kind of deal broke it when they were supposed to start a family and plan and like, and he basically is like, oh, I changed my mind. I don't want to have kids. And so that ended their marriage. And then here she is, you know, with uh, where she's supposed to be. And sure enough, it's like three kids later. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. <laughs> Good yeah, for, for her. Sure. She got what she wanted. But it was it was just fun because, you know, like, I, yeah, I've known uh, the reason we know each other is our dads worked together at CNH and we both worked summers at CNH. Like that's, you know, that's what put us through college. And um, so we met when we were just out of high school and a, a eligible, eligible to work there for the summer. And we were put on the same shift. And so we've known each other since uh, I was 19, she was 18. And so we've known each other our whole adult life. And so we've been through 
you know, everything together. Like we took our first travel vacations together. It's like, <laughs> and so it was actually kind of funny because, you know, like those days of us partying in Cabo and, you know, waking up somewhere else and you know, like <laughs> me waking up on couches in a suite the way, while I, and finding Amy in like somebody's hot tub. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> you nice. know, like, just like, just all, you know, like all that debauchery of our, you know, like of our twenties and early thirties. And then it's like, now it's like party time is us, you know, sitting in her backyard you know, watching her kids, you know, play with balloons and run around in their underwear, you know, it's just, it's such a different dynamic, but it was cool to just kind of catch up, you know, like, like I said, we don't get to see each other as often as we used to. So, um, so I'm appreciative of that, you know, family, friends, and, you know, being able and feeling like we're able to do it. Cause yeah, it's been a few years. Like, yeah, you know, she started having her family right before the pandemic. <laughs> oh my that's real more so, power to her so her kids like have only seen me like a handful of times but you know but they're they're starting to get used to me which is kind of cool <laughs> starting to know who I they're am they're relaxing a little yes, bit for mm -hmm. sure anyways so uh so yeah cheers to birthdays nice it's funny because I, I thought I was going to have to dig for a moment of pleasure because it's been kind of a rough couple of weeks, but I forgot my sister was visiting last weekend and uh, we were all together, all my sisters and, and my nephew was with us too over the weekend. And whenever that happens, it's always just really special just being together um, because we love each other so much. But a few months ago, actually, this was probably last year at this point, I was going through my laptop, cleaning it out because the memory was full. And I record backup interviews for Shar all the time. So I have all these Zoom meetings recorded. So I was going through all of them and making sure I could delete them. And I opened one and it just so happened to be a family Zoom call that um, during oh. 2020, we uh, every week, every Wednesday, my family would all of us, all my sisters, my nephews, and my, my parents would meet up on Wednesday evenings and we'd all make special cocktails for it. And I'd make charcuterie boards or like a special dinner. Like it was a big event, right? Because we were doing nothing. We were all quarantining. So every week we met up and had these Zoom calls and they were ended up being so special because my dad ended up dying in that December. So anyway, I had recorded one and I never remembered that I recorded it. Um, <laughs> I, I probably was just like, oh, you could record these, you know, and I just hit it, not thinking anything of it. And then when you close out Zoom, it just saves itself. You know, you don't need to name it or anything. So it was just numbered like every other Zoom interview we have. And when it opened up, I immediately saw my dad and I knew what it was and I shut it off and I like poured whiskey and I chain smoked that evening and just like cried because I couldn't believe I had a, a memento from like the most special time, Recent right? Too. Yeah. Yeah. It was from November. It was a month, oh, a little shit. over a month before he died. Yeah. So I told my sister, I was like, uh, I just found this zoom call <laughs> when we're ready. I feel like we should all watch it together. You know, I, I don't really know what's on it or whatever, but since then I watched it by myself and it's hilarious. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. And I was like, I think we're ready. We should watch it. So we mm. watched it together over the weekend and we were cracking up and it's really funny. The conversations we were having on the zoom call, we were having like outside of the zoom call, like commenting on things. And then we would comment on the zoom. It was so odd the like it, it, it was just crazy and and it made us laugh and cry obviously but it was really cool to all be together and watch this and just kind of remember that time that that got us through the first year of the mm. of the quarantine so that was while while it was difficult it was more pleasurable than it was difficult for sure so that's my moment of pleasure 
healing. It was, and to watch it all together and, and laugh and all of my dad's mannerisms and sayings, he said. So we have all that kind of recorded too. Oh, so that was cool. I yeah. love that. It was funny. Yay, I'm glad we did a moment of pleasure. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes sometimes it's rough out there. Yeah, I mean, now I'm going to remember to water the plants because of you. Yeah, so well, you're thank welcome. You. Yeah, that's what that was the intention. Finally, uh, you're useful to me. I'm totally useful. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, if you have any tips for Angie's uterus, <laughs> yay or nay, menopause. You, you can at reach 41. us through socials <laughs> or you can just email us at therealbtpod at gmail.com. Um, if any people from like big film studios are listening, have a conversation with us. Let's, let's talk. Let us in. I promise um, I won't talk about my uterus. <laughs> we, yeah, we won't talk about our uteruses unless it comes up. I mean, if like Chelsea Handler came on or something, but we I mean, should be open to that. This Anyways, is of value, this conversation. Yes. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. <laughs>